you know, the thing about having a podcast that is about reviewing wine uh, without having any uh, credible uh, reasons why people should listen to you other than the fact that, you know, I am a chef and I do, as the podcast suggests, have a sick palate, means um, when I do talk about wines, perhaps I also talk about what certain wines do to me dream-wise. You know, we'll get to it. It's time to introduce the pod. We do this every week. And yet, sometimes I like to act, act, couldn't say that word, brand new. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm Deepa Shreeder, and today we are talking about something that's going to be a little bit pricier than, than the typical uh, wine that gets showcased here at the Sick Palette Factory. Um, we're talking about a Pinot Noir, a Pinot Noir here in the summertime. And everybody that's tuned in to this podcast to to find out what the Austin heat check looks like. I'll tell you what, guys, it's hot. <laughs> okay, well, actually, the morning, the morning. We're still dealing with like some 50s and 60s. Not a fan. I'm ready to feel like as soon as the sun hits, hits my driveway, I want it to be like, oh God, it's going to be a scorcher. But we're going to get there. I know we're going to get there. And I know, I know everyone else in Austin is going to be like, it's too hot. The fuck it is. This is what we're looking for. This is why we're in Austin, Texas. When it's just like pure sweat on your face, no matter what. You're outside. You're at a picnic table of some sort. And you're drinking something chilled. That's the kind of Austin I like to be in. The sun doesn't set until like 9, 9.20? Come on, get out of here. That's just a good time. Okay, what Pinot Noir are we talking about? We're talking about the 2019 Pinot Noir from Scribe Winery, which is a winery located in Sonoma, Sonoma, California, just in case you were confused. Um, and it is, uh, it is a winery owned by two brothers, Adam and Andrew. Marion, I, I just looked at the name. Okay, pulled it back up. Mariani. They're like fourth generation California farmers here. So like... They deeply understand California is what I'm what I'm uh, perceiving from when when they when they let us know that it's fourth generation farmers and the wine is seriously 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 very fucking good. Um, so it's uh, you know, made with natural um, yeast and. You can tell it's a very natural wine because it does have a little bit of that effervescence, that little pop. Um, it's 
what I like about this Pinot Noir is that it, it's, it's very complicated in your first sips and then it starts to sort of mellow, which I feel like is the opposite with a lot of natural wines. Like the first few sips, you're just getting those sour cherries, right? And you get, you get that kind of Jolly Rancher-esque feel to it. And then as you continue to sip, you're like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Something very cool is happening here. The opposite is here. And I don't know if it's just that it's maybe a, you know, quote unquote, finer wine. I, it, it, so the price point we're talking about is, is like 45 to 50 bucks, depending on what your, your wine store is selling it for you. And shout out, of course, to Brody Park Market. Um, found it back in that, that little corner, that little, uh, what's it called? Natural wine corner, little cave. Um, so yeah, it is, it is something that is a higher price point, but I implore you to get, to get something a little bit on the finer side once in a while, because you know what? Why not? Little treat, right? And not that the other wines aren't like dazzling they're delicious but it's it's fun to sometimes kind of play around with your price points and and figure out what you like and you know you gotta splurge even if even if you know usually you're going for a 20 30 dollar bottle of wine and that itself is a splurge i get it i know i'm there too i hear y'all once in a while dip into a 50 to 60 dollar bottle of wine why not? Right? I don't know who that pitch was for. (laughs) Maybe to myself. Maybe just like telling, telling my own immigrant self, dip in sometimes. Dip in. Okay, so um, let's talk about those. You know, I hear the word cherry being thrown around a lot whenever we talk about Pinots. And a lot of times I just don't agree. This one is. This one this one is like cherry in a bottle without without that cloying sweetness. Like I said, you're you're getting some really complex notes right in the beginning. As you continue to sip, it really starts to almost feel like homogenized but in a really nice velvety way. It is not a way where you're just sort of like, huh, that really like lost its spark. It's, it's more that it kind of starts to come together. Um, Tamron Tess, listen, you know me and Pinot Noirs. Yeah, of course. This is like set up for Tamarind. Um, it's also a wine that because of its, I guess, the fact that it's a natural wine and a Pinot Noir, I would definitely say chill it. Give it a little bit of chill, which is why it makes such a nice um, summer wine. You know, it's a it's a red. It's a pretty big red. It's, it's got it, it's got some alcohol to it. It's, it's like a thirteen point five. You know, um, little chill, little chill on it. You know, this is this is a great wine to ooh. You know what you should do? I'm serious. Add extra tamarind paste to that mushroom recipe 
I know this is this is this is a podcast for all subscribers, and now I'm talking to you about a paid subscriber uh, recipe. That's called an upsell, baby. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get them. You're like, wait, what am I pairing this wine with? Oh, mushrooms that she talked about in the past, in the past, uh, what's it called? Newsletter? Yeah. It's an upsell. That's marketing. Baby. I don't know why I keep saying baby. Um, but in that particular recipe, it's about brining whole mushrooms, um, then confiting them and then lacquering them in that lacquer, that glaze. Um, there's quite a bit of tamarind paste in already, but I would say you can even like up that tamarind paste quantity and get you something that really plays up those like tangy, slightly like sweet notes. Char up some mushrooms, slice them thin, you know, put it in a taco. Oh yeah, that's actually what I want. I want a roti taco that's filled with these mushrooms and lots and lots and lots of charred jalapeno salsa. Holy shit. And this wine, get out of here. That's perfect. That's a perfect pairing right there. Also, what is so nice about this wine? This is serious, okay? So I forgot I brought a bottle of this to my parents' house. And um, me and my sister went over there. Uh, uh, my, my parents are, are still in Dallas. And, and we were over in this, in this house in Austin. And I remembered I remembered that there was like probably like a glass and a half or so of that wine. Um, and I don't think there was anyone there to consume it. And so I was like, all right, let me, let me see. And it was just kind of sitting there in the fridge. All right. And it's been at this point about six to seven days. And I don't know if you can hear Bagheera loudly begging for what though? for nothing, for attention. Maybe he's doing a podcast too. But anyways, I open, I open this wine back up. It's in the fridge. And you would think to yourself, oh my God, that's going to be a no can-do moment. No, it was a very can-do moment. It lost a little bit of that like natural wine sparkle, that slight fizz, right? Because it's, it's an open bottle of wine. But the taste wasn't vinegary. It wasn't, um, it didn't, it didn't taste like, oh man, we are, we are getting into some dangerous, like fortified wine tasting territory here. No, none of that. Really great. Enjoyed my glass and a half there. Some good stuff. Um, it's also a wine that let's say, you know, having a Pinot Noir in the summertime is making you be like, oh my God. Absolutely not. This is a great wine to make into a spritzer. I know. You're thinking to yourself, well, am I going to drink like a $50 bottle of wine as a spritzer? Yeah. Why not? Who's going to stop you? Nobody, right? Not the wine police. Make that $50 bottle of wine a little bit lighter. Get yourself a spritzer. 
you're having some brunch and you're like, you know what? Let me pop this open because I just made these tamarind mushrooms and we're doing roti tacos for brunch. Pop it open, man. Get some Topo Chico on the side. Get you wine spritzers. I'm telling you, that's, that's a perfect moment. That's a perfect Saturday. You're welcome. And still more economical to do this kind of brunch in your home than going to brunch where, at least in this city, everybody's done with the pandemic. We're all done. <laughs> City's back, y'all. The city is back. It takes me now forever to get from downtown back down to South Austin. I'll tell you what. City's here. Um, I think that's it for my, for my wine review. It's a really great bottle. Um, this is something that I definitely think, get a couple bottles of it. It's also a really nice bottle to have. Like, let's say you're doing a big dinner party and you're wanting, you're wanting some, some lighter wines and then you want some big dinner wines. I'm telling you, if you want to make it a summertime thing, put some Topo Chico's right next to it. It's a good time. It can even like kind of sort of like dip into your dessert time. It's going to be, it's going to like pair really well because it's got all that like cherry cheeriness about it without the obviously like the sweet saccharin that cherries can kind of have maybe I'm just thinking of like maraschino cherries (sighs) now old fashions right and the the cherry I'm going to be honest I don't get it. Old fashioned is a cool sounding drink, right? And it's, it's like a whiskey based drink, which I'm all for. Honestly, shit's too sweet. I, I, I used to pretend to love an old fashioned. Can't do it anymore. And the cherry, it's kind of hilarious that they've like, kind of lulled us into thinking that this is like a very, um, you know, like this is a drink that like Harrison Ford is drinking. (laughs) And it's just got like, you know, it's just got like this like little like, hi, sweeter cherry in it. (laughs) It's just, who, who is the cherry for? I don't, I don't want a cherry in it. I don't know how we got into this. But old fashions, I'm not a fan. It's just, it, it's just, it's just sweet brown water, y'all. Get out of here. We need to find better drinks um, in, and, and be able to still like use the big ice cube. There are better drinks out there that you can big ice cube it. Old fashions, come on. It's just like a headache in the morning. Okay, now I'm done. Now that I've uh, polarized everyone with my old-fashioned slash cherry take, um, 
coming up. So coming up, we are going to have another segment of day parties. And I'm really excited because I get to talk to someone um, who really knows her way around a banana leaf. Um, And that's going to be kind of the theme of the next day parties issue. Um, I know I keep promising you guys events. It's happening. It's happening. I promise. Stick with me. Just roll your eyes every time I talk about an event and you're like, okay, but where, but how? I promise you, we are going to get there so, so, so soon. Um, And it's going to be really, really fun when I get to tell you all about them. Um, And of course, you know, uh, thank you guys so much for supporting this this very strange sub stack that has like many different categories to it. You guys have been so amazing in your emails. Oh, man, especially with this late uh, latest mushroom newsletter. Uh, The type of response I've been getting has been incredible, just incredible stuff. I I got like two two emails that were sent right around like 3 a.m. So I don't know if it was just like the mushroomness of it all. Um, and two 3 a.m. response emails that were pretty thoughtful. I'll tell you what. Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say before I finish this wine review. So with Pinot Noirs, I was looking through um, all of my old, like, sick palette, like, content notes. Because um, I, couldn't, I couldn't find exactly where, where my original notes on this wine was. And uh, I started reading up on a past Pinot Noir I was doing. And then it was talking about all the strange dreams I I have whenever I drink a Pinot Noir. And I had really strange dreams again. And I don't know if that is like some classic wine take or is it just, is it just me? Me just having like vivid dreams on red wine and like it's not that big of a deal. But if there's anyone else out there who specifically when they drink Pinot Noir, like the dreams get a little bit funkier, let me know. And if you don't, you know, you don't need to let me know. It's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to y'all next week. Um, and if, if you're at all interested in uh, becoming a paid subscriber, there is also, I think there's now an option uh, where you can uh, do a free trial of the podcast of uh, not the podcast the, the full Substack and get access to all of the archives, all the recipes, um, and you just can kind of try it on for size. And I hope I hope it fits you well. Oh, that was that was nice. That was like a nice way to button this up. But then I just have to keep talking. Just keep talking. It's my fucking problem. All right, y'all. Um. We'll talk. We'll talk very soon. Bye.